Hi, welcome to another episode of Auto Service World Conversations. I'm Peter Bulmer, owner of Cars Magazine and Jobber News. This is a podcast dedicated to exploring issues facing today's Canadian aftermarket professionals, sponsored by Sirius XM Canada. Sirius XM is making it possible to offer your customers three months of free satellite radio. Go to SiriusXM.ca slash four shops for details. Welcome to another episode of Auto Service World Conversations. As always, I'm your host, Peter Bulmer, publisher of Cars Magazine. This episode is a continuation from our episode last week with Rick from AI focusing on adaptive LiDAR. If you're new here or missed part one, catch up on what we're discussing today by listening to last week's episode. Thanks for tuning in. Talking about these technologies, the proliferation and advancement of which AI seems like they're kind of on the forefront of, from a perspective of like a strategy or a or an end goal, I guess might be a good word. What is AI's end goal as it comes to LiDAR, as it comes to connectivity, autonomy? That's an interesting question, right? I'm not sure there is a end goal. I think that you know AI will will continue to grow and advance technologies, but I, I think that. Uh, you know, really it, it is adoption. It really is the maximum expression of the value of the technology. And what I mean by that is we have a sensor that is adaptable. As it adapts, that informs the compute platform as to what is happening around it. So I think that as the compute platforms are able to take advantage of the significant value that that our particular LiDAR brings to the table in terms of range, in terms of adaptability, I wouldn't call it an end goal, but I would call it a, a very big goal, is for that technology to proliferate and do exactly what we know it can do, which is to keep people safe, to limit property damage, to enable autonomy at levels that we can't even imagine right now, whether it's on a train, whether it's on a boat, whether it's on uh, some sort of an aircraft, whether it's on a passenger car, uh, whether it's on a delivery vehicle that comes down the road. The ultimate goal for us is the mission of keeping human beings safe and informing the compute systems for a very reliable way to do autonomy. And to be able to do that in different ways. So right now, we have a very advanced system. And I think that we're just going to see that system become even more advanced, lower cost, higher adaptability, et cetera. So I, I think, the again, the end goal is for this technology to proliferate and actually just become part of the ecosystem as natural as any other part of the ecosystem in, in an autonomous vehicle. Now, on the topic of autonomy, I had a question I wanted to ask you about What's a tipping point you see to have a truly connected city in terms of autonomous vehicles, in terms of maybe a pilot program? But since I've written that question two days ago, the National Police Force of Japan actually just okayed a level four autonomy vehicle fleet for their entire net police service. So, I mean, that kind of would, to me, represents a tipping point, but Japan is kind of already on the forefront of all that. What do you see in North America as something that would need to happen, whether it be through legislation, the technological advancement, the trust of the public? What kind of factors need to come together in order for us to have something like is going on in Japan right now? Yeah, it's a, another good thought-provoking question that you asked there. I, I think that what it boils down to is the technology has to be proven. So that means that we need to be able to deploy 
LIDAR in vehicles and say, look, in every single case that we could throw at it, the vehicle stopped safely. We have a pedestrian going across the road in the rain at night. The LIDAR was able to see that, right? And again, the fact that AI's LIDAR is adaptable, meaning that it could change for conditions like rain, like snow, like dust, like whatever, is really, I think, very key. It's not just the same LIDAR every single time. It changes based upon the condition. So to be able to say, okay, well, we have a a six-year-old child, and obviously these tests are done using dummies and and things like that, as opposed to, uh, for obvious reasons. But the point is to be able to say, okay, we've tested this and a small person, a large person, uh, nighttime, daytime, glare, the sun is coming straight at you. The sun is oblique to you, whatever. Every single condition up to you know 10 miles per hour, 20 miles per hour, 30 miles per hour, 50 miles per hour. It worked every single time. It was reliable, right? That is the key, right? The key is LIDAR, because we know it. We've developed these tests. We know that LIDAR is going to keep people safe. We know it's going to allow for a higher level of autonomy to be safe, to prevent vehicles from having collisions. We know that LIDAR is a master sensor. We'll be able to do that. We have to prove it. We have to be able to show time and time again, you put LIDAR on a vehicle, the vehicle becomes far more safe than if it just has camera and radar alone. Right. So I think that is very, very key. And once that is demonstrated, when it is demonstrated that the collision numbers go down, that the fatalities or the injuries go down, I think you will start seeing governments respond in a very powerful way. They will say, listen, the data is incontrovertible, just like uh, anti-lock brakes, just like airbags. We know that when a LIDAR is on a vehicle, it's going to lower costs. It's going to keep people safe. It's going to fulfill the charter of what one of the great things that government does, which is to do things to improve your quality of life, right? So that you don't really have to worry about a school bus hitting a child. You don't have to worry about a dump truck running over a car and and things like that, right? We are able to do that with LIDAR. And I think that the proving ground is in 2022, where we're going to be able to demonstrate that when you have an AI LIDAR on a vehicle, that it makes the vehicle significantly safer. And then that informs legislation, that informs insurance, that informs the public, where the public says, hey, listen, does this car have LIDAR? Does this vehicle have LIDAR? If it doesn't, I don't want it because I've read that it keeps my family safe. So I want to have that. And so I believe that that is the tipping point where these vehicles and devices and studies come out that have LIDAR that prove all of the things that we in the LIDAR industry know to be true. Yeah, now let me play devil's advocate here. So I think North Americans, just by nature, a little bit more prone to skepticism. You tend to be distrustful maybe of emerging technology. Do you think a barrier is the lack of trust? And like when you get to the upper levels of autonomous vehicles and you have less and less control as a quote unquote driver, you rely basically entirely on these sensors. Now, I can tell you, as a consumer, even removing myself from my current knowledge base, when I'm backing up, my car perpetually thinks that there's something right there on my right side. And I can tell you there's not, because it's a sensor problem. As you're giving over more and more control over the ladder to these sensors, I think there's a huge fear of failure rate. So what's the failure rate solution, I guess, is my awkwardly worded question. 
Well, again, I, I think that it boils down to, like I said, proving, right? So there has to be studies. AAA did a did a, a magnificent study on ADAS systems in 2019. You know, I, I encourage people to go uh, Google that, find that study and read it where it shows these systems. They work maybe okay in bright daylight on a dry road, but they don't work well on a rainy road or nighttime uh, and just normal nighttime and even at 20 and 30 miles per hour. So so the consumers, I believe, actually have a legitimate reason to be skeptical that these systems are going to work in all cases. However, LIDAR is a deterministic sensor. Camera and radar are non-deterministic sensors. So the thing about LIDAR is if LIDAR, if you get a return from a LIDAR, if the, the laser goes out and it hits something and comes back and you know exactly how far away it is, you know there is something there, right? It is absolutely incontrovertible it's there. Now, when you talk about reliability, that's why we partner with companies like Continental, which are automotive companies. They know how to build reliable product that's going to operate, whether it's cold, whether it's hot, whether the humidity is high, whether the humidity is low, whether there's you're going over a nice smooth road or whether, whether you're hitting potholes, this thing is going to work and it's going to continue to work. And the AI LiDAR sensor was designed specifically for uber high reliability. It was designed by Louis Dassan, who worked for Lockheed Martin and was involved with the sensor pods for fighter aircraft. He approached the design specifically to say, we want this thing to be reliable in every possible scenario. And there are some very strong design decisions that went into that, that make the AI LiDAR the most reliable high-performance, high-range LIDAR in the world, period. And and we're proving that with studies and studies and studies. This isn't just, okay, well, it's on paper. We are literally beating these little guys to death in terms of trying to figure out what's going to happen under all of these conditions. So I think your point is absolutely valid. It just simply has to be proven. And the automotive companies are, are running these tests. They're getting hundreds of thousands, millions of miles on these LIDAR sensors. They're running them in all conditions, in potholes, on mud, snow, ice, dirt, you know, rain, you name it, all of these different conditions and just testing and testing and testing and testing and testing. But I will tell you that a lot of the ADAS systems that are existing today, you're right, there are a lot of corner cases where they do not perform, which is the very reason why the LiDAR industry is so prolific and why there are so many LiDAR companies out there. And again, why AI being the most reliable Highest performance LiDAR with adaptability is poised to be the shining star in this market because of all of the things that you just mentioned, because we'll be able to, we are able to prove that. And we're really looking forward to 2022 being a year where we can show the value of these systems in play. Now, moving along a little bit, what other applications does AI, AI being the, the term, not the company, have in the world of automotive, do you think? It's a good question, right? You know, obviously using AI for path planning, for object recognition, for being able to do certain things for autonomous vehicles is a, is, is a really big market. But I think that other areas like driver distraction, being able to determine what's happening in the vehicle and if any decisions need to be made, I think that using AI to be able to figure out when a component on the vehicle may be failing um, whether it's a mechanical component, whether it's a uh, electrical component, being able to leverage AI uh, and machine learning it far in advance inform the owner of the vehicle 
that something needs to be done. These are really ripe areas for AI proliferation in the vehicle. So I, I can really see those two areas really blossoming in addition to using AI for autonomous driving. Yeah, those are really good points, really, really good applications, I think. Now, Rick, I don't want to keep you here all day, but I do have one more question I want to get your take on. So this might be kind of a loaded question, a little complex to answer in a few sentences, but in terms of autonomy, in terms of AI being adopted into vehicles, what does the future hold short, medium, long term? We talk about these SAE levels, and I think those are interesting discussion points. But I think that in the short term, you're going to see LIDAR used to prevent accidents, to prevent the things that are highly preventable. Uh, Rear-end collisions, optical avoidance, uh, lane keeping, all of these sort of things will be will be done, right? And I think that the medium term, you will see more advanced use of LIDAR for other cases, whether it is uh, exiting lane changes, really uh, what we like to call highway autopilot, but also have that be somewhat like slower speed urban autopilot or maybe whatever country road autopilot. But the driver will still have to be aware of what's going on. You know, it, it can't be completely mined off, right? And then I think long term, I think we will get to a point. It may be quite a few years off, but I do think that we will get to the entire mind off, eyes off, ears off, hands off sort of a scenario where you get in the vehicle and you just basically ask the vehicle to take you somewhere and it does it. Um, I think we will get to that, but that is the long term. But I think the short term is leveraging LIDAR to prevent accidents that are preventable. And I think that that is really an enormous value uh, right there to prevent property damage, loss of life, unnecessary uh, injuries, et cetera. There's such a rich ecosystem to be deployed there. And then I think it just starts evolving from there as the systems become more powerful and the compute engines become more capable of handling the corner cases. I think that we'll just see higher and higher levels of autonomy for all sorts of vehicles, not just passenger cars, but trucks, delivery vehicles, uh, large heavy construction equipment, emergency vehicles, et cetera. Yeah, I want to thank you. These were very, very thoughtful answers, a lot of information to process. And I want to thank you for your time and coming on today. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you, Peter. It was fun talking. All right. That takes us. That's another episode of Auto Service World Conversations. Thanks for tuning in. This has been another episode of Auto Service World Conversations with your host, Peter Bowler. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. And thank you, as always, to SiriusXM Canada for being our title sponsor.